welcome to UFO Party and X-Files podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Julia. And today we are talking about season seven, episode 20, which is Fight Club. We are this- almost <laughs> at the end. I know. Didn't they used to be like 20 episodes? And for some reason, this is 22. Some of them were 21. Okay. I believe. <laughs> I literally just made that range. up. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're wrong, though. Um, and I I think that, is this season 23, 24? Season? Like, oh. episodes? <laughs> um, I think it's 22. Okay. I okay. believe so. This um, episode was wild. Wild. Insane. I don't know if I like it yet. <laughs> I feel like I would like it. <laughs> If we were just watching it. Yeah. But having to review this right now, I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it was very hard to take notes on. This is, like, definitely a Monsters of the Week in the way that, like, it does not even remotely connect to anything else about the series. Yeah. Absolutely Um, not. It is hilarious, and... um, what is her name? Kathy Griffin? Yeah. Griffith? Or Griffith? Griff. Uh, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Who I used to watch all the time. I don't know why I watched her when I was so young, but I was kind of obsessed with her and how mean she was. <laughs> Do you think it might have been a thing where like you liked that she had the same hair color as you? I think that must have probably been it. Um... I will just say, so I used to watch My Life on the D-List all the time on, like, E! or, like, TMZ. I don't even know, like, what it aired on, but I used to watch it all the time. I thought she was so fucking funny, and I just, like, I remember vividly her interactions with, like, her staff were so funny, um, and... I don't know why I was so attached to that show because also, mind you, like, that show started in 2005. Oh my God. I was 10 years old. I had no (laughs) idea who Kathy Griffin was. I don't know why I was so obsessed with that show because I was like, I don't even know what you're a D list of. Like, I don't even know why you're famous. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but I was obsessed. There's there's still a lot of people that we don't know why they're famous. Yeah, that is true. Um, I'm still not really sure, except for that, I mean, I know she's, like, a comedian, but I just think she's so funny. Yeah, I feel like lately the only thing I've seen her on is, like, as a judge on Drag Race. Okay, yeah. And I think even that was, like, a long time ago, because I, f- I feel like she got semi-canceled for some reason, but I don't really know. Well, she was, like, wild. I mean, she used to, like, even on that show, like, she was horrible. That's why I, like, thought it was so funny. I was like, wow, this lady is wild. Um, So I would not be surprised if she got canceled. Um, Oh, she was, like, she was canceled. Um, After her controversial Donald Trump photo shoot. Oh, right. Oh, right, because she had, like, beheaded him, right? That was the shoot? I think it's sick, but... (laughs) Yeah. 
But that kind of, I think, because she was getting, like, bigger for a while, you know? Like, people were hearing about her more, and then she kind of just disappeared again. And I think people were very conflicted about, like, what side they were on with that photo shoot. So it was like everyone was talking about her for a little while. But she really, yeah, she's just really not that famous. Um, And that's okay. I like that she embraces it and, like, makes fun of herself. (laughs) I think she's funny. Yeah, no, she's I'm, a gem. I'm pro Kathy Griffin. You know, I know I didn't even know her last name until a couple minutes ago, but I love her and I stand by her. Okay, I think yeah. she did nothing wrong. Probably, I would have to it's read okay. some more articles, but um, you, um, you knew her last name in spirit. Yeah, like you know, I know so. who she is, though. Yeah. Um. So she's in this, which makes it really fun. We always love a little celebrity guest appearance on X-Files. It really kind of helps things, especially if they're, like, not famous when they're on X-Files. I mean, Kathy Griffin was already famous at this point, but not, like, super famous. Um, Yeah. Because, again, she never really got super famous, but... You know, she's famous enough that, like, people definitely knew her when this aired. I mean, this aired in 2000, and then her life, My Life on the D-List aired in 2005. So she was probably actually, like, in the peak of her career right around now. Yeah. Um, I really, I don't know. I I think she was on, like, SNL and stuff like that. Like, she's, she's definitely a comedian by trade. Yeah. Um, but she's also in this episode and this episode is absolutely insane. It is so hard yeah. to keep track of what is happening is. minute to minute, scene to scene, like crazy. Like in um, short, it's just a giant doppelganger episode. Which I love. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um because I definitely want to like get into doppelgangers a little bit if we Yeah, right. Like have time and feel up to it. Um, um, I feel like there's, so there's a bit, I always go back to how I met your mother. You know, I love that show. Um, there is an episode with how I met, or really like multiple episodes, like each character finds their doppelganger and then like they go, like they're searching for the last doppelganger forever. And it's so funny. And this is like a chaotic version of that like just craziness so we have we start in kansas city um where two like missionaries i don't know what cult they're in but that doesn't really matter um i mean they basically seem like door-to-door mormons yeah like that's the door-to-door mormons (laughs) they're like riding a bike they're riding like two identical bikes like side by side and then they like pull up to this person's house yeah it's so cute actually um but they pull up to this house and you know talk to this woman she's like no like I'm I'm good whatever and we see her car with her bumper stickers and her license plate um says Betty this one I believe um and then they like leave her house, you know, not super successful in in getting her into the cult, but they leave that house and then go to another house down the street, same exact car, different color, the license plate says Lulu, 
and it's like almost the same exact house but painted differently yeah and the stickers on the car were like the same exact stickers but on the opposite side of the car right which i think is Um, such a good detail i love it and then they like go and they you know they knock on this person's door and the same woman answers like they're like you must have a twin somewhere because we didn't we just talk to you and she's like what and they're like yeah right down the street that person looks just like you and she was like get get out of my house like leave and like kicks them out shuts the door and starts like freaking out and then i mean they also start freaking out because they basically start start getting into a fight yeah in her front yard yeah and like bloody fight and then we get like so previously when they're going to door to door like Oh, I guess this is after, actually. Um, But they get into a huge fight. They end up, like, almost, like, nearly killing each other. I mean, they are, like, totally going at it. Um, And then, like, the next day, two FBI agents that um, sound and look very similar to Mulder and Scully, they arrive at her door, and they're like, we want to talk to Betty. I was so mad about the timing of me being like, why aren't we seeing their faces? And then they literally turned around and I was like, oh, that's why. That's not them. It's not actually Mulder and Scully. It's just Walmart version of Mulder and Scully. I will say my fun fact right now. So apparently those are their stunt doubles. Oh, shit. That's so fun. Yeah. Uh, That makes sense. I was like, actually, these people kind of look similar. And I know that we've looked into their stunt doubles before. Yeah. Um. So that makes a lot of sense. But they did like a voiceover, so it's it is like David and Jillian talking. Um, and they visit this person, and they're like, "We want to just like have a conversation with you about um a possible religious hate crime." But the two men fought each other. Um, and they're like, they claim that there's a woman that lives right down the street from you who looks just like you and that you guys like after going to your houses something forced them to get into this fight um and she again is like i have never seen that other woman i don't know what you're talking about wait wait the one that plays scully was mitch peleggy's wife oh shit he scored a babe (laughs) dude weird Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> um, oh boy. Sorry, that really like no. That's that's a good sidetracked. <laughs> that's a good detail. Um, <laughs> the woman that they're talking about, the the doppelganger, then passes by as the two agents are talking, and she passes by in her car and keeps going. But she looks at them, and then the two agents start fighting each other. They are, like, brawling on this woman's front yard. And then the Walmart version of Scully gets into the car and starts driving away. But Mulder, Walmart version Mulder, like, jumps onto the car. They end up crashing into a tree, and they are both in, like, critical condition. 
It's so ridiculous. They end up both saying that there's never been any issues between them. They've worked together for seven years. There's no romantic chemistry, Mulder asked. Um, it's and, basically exactly how Mulder and Scully yeah. are. Um, but they've always worked together well, and they believe that they were literally possessed in order to have to like fight each other. They were like, we would never do that. So that sparks Mulder and Scully, real Mulder and Scully, getting involved because now it's an FBI issue because now they have their agents fighting. Um, I mean, even the way that they were like introducing the case was so funny and like endearing because Mulder has like the slideshow PowerPoint going and <laughs> like he's trying or he he's really letting Scully like depict it and like figure out what she thinks is going on and she's just listing like theory after theory after theory like just wild ones and yeah. Mulder's just like okay like you run the show now like <laughs> what did he say he's like don't expect me to do the autopsies like we're not right places that much <laughs> <laughs> um we start following lulu lulu pfeiffer and she's applying to work at a coco's copies like a basically Kinko's. staples <laughs> like yeah uh, Costco, or not Costco. What are the other like? What are the big like printing names? Um, I mean, I feel like almost none of them exist anymore. Yeah, because there was what Office Depot, Staples, Office Max. Oh, that's a good one. Um, FedEx does printing. CVS does printing. Walmart and Walgreens. I only know all this because I've been trying to find someone that doesn't cost $35 to print a fucking poster. It's annoying. (laughs) Anyways. Um, However, she does not get the job. She like goes to inquire about a job that she already applied for. And they're like, well, there's some issues with your resume. And she's like, well, like, what, what's going on? And he's like, um, you've had 17 jobs in 17 states in three years. Um, and Can he's like, I cannot. I truly cannot. Um, yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> um, and he's, like, listing all of the different jobs that she's tried out. High-rise window washer. Uh pet wrangler like all of these things and she ends up getting like frustrated because she's like well like I'm a good worker and like you just gotta trust me on this like I'm here to stay I want to stay here and um as she gets frustrated everyone's copies start like coming out wrong and like coming out like just all black ink um so the manager's like panicking and he's like okay fine start right now you're you're in yeah because we can also see wait who went lulu went to coco's right so we well, see yeah they Betty both drive went... by yeah car. okay because it, it's i mean they mention it later but and with the fights that we've seen already anytime they are together <laughs> or close there's... to each other yeah yeah they there is chaos times like a billion 
We see Betty, who also goes to a copy shop. I think it's a different Coco's, like same same place, but different yeah, brand different location. or different location. Um, and she asks about getting an, a job, and she has the same name and the same resume as she's applying. So she has like essentially taken over this person's identity. Mulder and Scully go to visit a man named Bert uh, Zupanic. Zupanic? I think Zupanic. Zupanic? I think that's how they were saying I think that's how Zupanic. they were saying it. Yeah. They go because he was featured in a newspaper article with um with Betty, with Betty Templeton. So they're like, hey, like where I'm we're looking for this woman. We haven't seen her. Like where where was the last time that you saw her? And he's like, no, I don't, I don't know who she is. And they like show him the article of them together. And he's like, oh, right. You, you're talking about that girl. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I have no idea where she is. Um, but yeah, cause I think he had never heard the name before. Right. But they show him the picture and the, he's like, that one, like, so they think he's lying and like he's not. Yeah. Because it looks like the same exact person that he knows, but they're asking about a completely different fucking name that he's never heard before. Right. So he's just like, he's very lackadaisical about this. Yeah. Yeah. He's not concerned, even with the FBI just like, <laughs> no. you know, showing up at his door. And he's definitely doing something sketchy because he has like an entire briefcase of cash. Yeah. Um, so he should probably be a little bit more concerned that the FBI is at his door than he is, but, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's all counterfeit money anyways. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there's so much going on at once. Like, there's I don't so know why there was this, this, like, sideline story. Um, but Bert, um, it's a panic. He goes to a bar, you know, to decompress after successfully misleading the FBI and um he comes across Betty Templeton and he's talking to her and then all of a sudden Lulu walks into the bar and an earthquake basically starts like a um all of the bottles start breaking the glass on the bar breaks like everything is just chaos they don't have Um, mirrors anymore (laughs) Yeah, they have no mirrors. <laughs> um, but Lulu ends up running out because of this. Um, this is where it gets really hard to follow. Um, but Mulder and Scully, or I'm sorry, Mulder goes through a man named Argyle Saperstein. I would say Saperstein, but Saperstein? I don't know. Saperstein? <laughs> I don't think he's Jewish. <laughs> He might be. Who knows? With a name like Argyle. Argyle. Yeah. Like the sweater? Yeah. Argyle. He discloses that Bert Zupanic. Zupanic? How the fuck? I don't know. I think it's Zupanic. I don't know. It sounds insane. It sounds Um, very made up. That Bert is in a relationship with one of the women. And um, that he is a professional wrestler that goes under the name Titanic. So he's, his name is Bert the Titanic Zupanic. 
I didn't put that together at all. Yeah. He's a professional wrestler and he finds out or um he's he's like emotionally involved with one he thinks one of the women. Unsure which, because again, like he's getting a different name. He's not sure like who he's actually talking to. And Scully goes on to find out that for the past at least 12 years, these women have been following each other state to state. Um and they basically move and t- until it becomes so chaotic that they end up having to leave um, because they just keep finding mayhem everywhere. Um, we also find out that uh, Bert owes Saperstein money. Um, okay, this is like confusing, but I think so he's in a relationship, like actually in a relationship with Betty. And he's having a, an affair with, with Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. Um, and they keep, like, barely missing each other. But yeah. It's, it, like... I mean, it's literally, like, one goes in the door, one goes out. Yeah. Um, one will be in the bathroom, and then, like, the other one walks out, and they'll be like, what were those voices? Like, who was here? And he's like, what are you talking about? So he's having a hard time managing all of this. I also don't understand the draw uh, about cheating on your spouse with someone who is literally exactly like them. You don't have to do that um, if they're the same person, basically. But whatever. Um, Sounds like a Reddit story waiting to happen. Right? Yeah. And then at one point... Lulu leaves, and then gunshots start coming through the floor of uh, Zupanik's apartment. They leave yeah, I mean, the apartment. Their ceiling. The person yeah. above them's floor. Which, like, who is shooting down into the floor? I know. And then the weird thing is, like, as far <laughs> as I can tell, like, there's no resolution to that. It just happens, and then we yeah. move on. Yep. That's basically it. <laughs> like, what? Um, so he ends up, you know, going back to the bar, um, or a different bar, a bar that still has a mirror. Um, and the reason that they're exactly the same, yeah, same bar, basically, it must be the same bar down the street. I don't know. Um, but he meets with Saperstein and, um, in order to exchange money. Um, but while they're meeting, an earthquake starts again um, right before Lulu walks in. So, like, Lulu walks in, but then Betty walks out of the bathroom, and they're like, wait, didn't she just come out of there? Like, wasn't she in that doorway? And they're like, wait. Yeah, because I think Betty was there when Sa- Saperstein was there first, and then Bert comes. Yeah. And then, like, he's saying goodbye to Lulu when he arrives and is like, we'll have a picnic for lunch. It's fine. And then sits down. And I think Saperstein was like, you know, I just saw that woman go into the bathroom. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But then I think she comes out of the bathroom and Lulu they, like, comes see back. see each other. Yeah. And then another fucking earthquake. I love how no one gets hurt by the glass. Just That's just like flying everywhere. Well, that's not necessarily true because Zupanic is knocked unconscious he's the only one though yeah and like the bartender is like f- just brushing glass off of him yeah and he's, he's like totally fine. unfazed 
He's like, God, another crazy day. Um, <laughs> it's like I have to replace the mirrors again. Right. Second it's like I just replaced them two days ago. Um, but Zupanic is knocked unconscious and then his money is stolen by, well, not really. I mean, Saperstein was supposed to have the money anyways. Like he owes this guy money. So he takes the money, he leaves. And then when Zupanic comes back to Mulder and Scully are there talking to him about what happened. And he's like, wait, why, why am I here? Like what happened? And they're like, well, you were knocked unconscious. Um, and like we're really trying to figure out what is going on at the bottom of this and we know that you're involved somehow like you have to talk to us and he basically like the only thing he says though is that both women but especially Betty is like his good luck charm in wrestling so he needs them and then Mulder ends up tracking down Betty who is at work and um he's like I need to talk to you she's like oh no sorry not a good time which uh by the way you're not allowed to say to the FBI like they don't care yeah because he goes to Betty and then Scully goes to Lulu yeah so Betty is like no like I'm not doing anything wrong I'm trying to live my life I'm trying to settle down in Kansas City live the American dream working at a Coco's copy I mean you know, dating a semi-professional wrestler. Like, I'm just trying to live my dream. Yeah, because she's, like, she's... Lulu is the one that's, like, causing all this havoc. She keeps following me. She's the one that keeps trying to ruin my fucking life. Like, I'm... She's the reason I've had to move 17 places in three years. Right. Um, And then, what, Scully calls Mulder because she's with Lulu. And Lulu basically, like does the exact same fucking thing yeah says the same thing but says it's betty's fault yeah and then what Mulder? they're both in their cars and Mulder's just like in the middle of the road like between them but yeah lulu comes to where betty and Mulder are and they just like look at each other and then this is the wildest thing that could ever happen but the the manhole cover just like shoots up with all this fucking steam and shit and then it sucks Mulder into the ground yep and he's just stuck in there like how how how? (laughs) yeah so he's just useless um it's like a sinkhole gone the entire day like the entire rest of the day and he was on the phone with Scully while this happened so she's like okay I'll just like go do my own thing right I mean Um, make good headway yeah okay yeah so scully goes to um i don't know how exactly she finds this out but she finds out that both women have the same father which um i feel like looking at them you could probably deduce that um however they're not twins they have different moms um and so she goes to the cocos that lulu was working at Yes. Ask them if they had internet. And then that's all we really get for the discovery part of it because then she's on her way to a jail. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I know. Yeah, they like kind of cut some things weird that like make it really hard to follow, I swear. Um, But she meets with their father who they don't know. 
um, they actually find out that, that, like, this is a sperm donor. This is not someone that's been in their life. This is not someone that they're, like, aware of. Um, He's fucking bonkers. He is insane. His name is Bob Damphouse, and he is insane. Yeah, what they say? They said he was, like, the maddest man on earth or something like actually like angry mad not like i mean he is a little cuckoo yeah he's the angriest man on earth (laughs) yeah yeah that would you know be a better word but he's like yelling at scully for almost everything yeah telling her that he hates her voice yeah like it's like they could electrocute me to death faster than this and she's just like trying to be her nerdy little self and like explain the science behind uh I don't really understand how this happens, but because Zupanic lost the money, I believe, um, when it got stolen, when he got knocked out, Betty decides that she's going to use the copy machines at work to help him counterfeit money. Um, and so they're, they're fully in a Bonnie and Clyde kind of era. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Mulder goes, like, successfully after. gets himself out of the drain. Yeah, finally. Hours later. Yeah, because she, like, goes to her Coco's and, like, copies all the money because that's exactly how that works. On, yeah, it's know, totally normal. And that's paper, printer paper. It's fine. No one not will be able to tell. Anything. We don't even know if they double-sided it. Probably not. She didn't even have a full day of work. They taped them together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while Scully is still visiting the father of the girls, she ends up meeting a man who looks exactly like Bert Zupanic. Yeah. So she goes with him to uh, Bert's fight. It's very confusing. Like, the last, what, ten minutes of this episode are, are very like rushed and not explained at all yeah it's a little bit of a rushed um rushed ending but basically what happens is like betty is i i think i don't know why bert needs the money right then but he does so she brings the money to the fight for bert and then betty and lulu make eye contact at the fight and so then everyone starts fighting and then Insane. The two Bert Zupanics, uh, you know, Bert Zupanic and his doppelganger show up. Uh, they like both see well, each other. Weird because they're fighting. Mulder is trying to take one of the girls away, like to question them or something. And then Scully walks in with the other Zupanic, and then all of a sudden everybody stops fighting when like. Lulu and Betty see I guess that because I think the whole theory is like they're just both so obsessed with Zupanic that they're like driving each other mad so I think once they realize that there's one for each of them even though one of them was in fucking prison (laughs) with their father um they get really calm like everybody stops fighting everybody's really calm but then once the Zupanics see each other it's it just like goes tenfold into crazy land yeah like they so then the they start fighting each other. each other um and then 
the only thing that we see is just Mulder and Scully later, um, like, bloody and beaten. <laughs> yeah, like, Scully has, like, stitches, right, in her eye. Yeah. It's insanity. But, like, I don't even remember how they closed it out. It was just, like, them, like, going over the case with somebody else who's not Skinner. Yeah, I don't even remember how they closed it out, but... Um, it's odd. I don't, like, the episode's fun, but like you said, it's not fun to, like, watch seriously. Right. And like, yeah, if we just got to watch this, like, stoned on our couch, I'd be like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Still crazy, but... Still insane, but it doesn't matter at that point. But when you're having to review it, it's like, wait, what happened? Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, we still both really love the X-Files, but it reviewing every episode has gone to show how much they leave out sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, when you're, like, looking at everything sometime. yeah, with, like, but a like, fine tooth comb, you know? There was just no reason for it to be as rushed as it was. Yeah. Like, I feel like half of the side plots we could have done without, like, we don't know why he needs money. There's yeah. definitely, like, a bet on some kind of fight like there typically is in movies but like we get no backstory to it yeah we get no resolution for almost anything except there's so many characters that are just like introduced out of nowhere yeah it's just it's a lot like they introduced the dad for like what two minutes because i was thinking like maybe they get all fucking crazy because he's the dad of both the zoo panics too but like we have no idea i know right I was like, then they're going to go crazy because they're just, like, all siblings, technically. <laughs> like, <sighs> I mean, do you have anything fun? Um, well, I just wanted to highlight, like, a couple of things. I think that they did um, a really good job with casting, although the casting for the episode was reportedly hectic. Crazy. I can't imagine why. Um, they um, They chose... To play Bert Zupanic, Randall Tex Cobb. Um, his name is Tex in, you know, quotes. Yeah, he's actually a wrestler, right? He's, yeah, he's an actor, martial artist, former professional boxer in the heavyweight division. Um, and I don't, I, I don't think a wrestler, but a box, a boxer. Um, and he actually, like, a fighting man. <laughs> was, like, pretty big in boxing for you know um quite a while this was frequently cited as one of the worst episodes of the series oops oh my god <laughs> i don't um that. they also i thought this was kind of fun they did hire two wrestlers gene labelle and rob van dam both to play bartenders um and rob van dam was the um the like counterpart during the fight. So it's like zoo panics opponent, um, who is a, I mean, a, a pretty famous as far as wrestling goes, like Rob Van Dam is, is really famous. Um, he was on WWE. He's, um, just like a kind of a, a wrestling legend. So, um, in the, especially at this time, like early nineties, 2000s he was like in his peak 
Um, and then Jean LaBelle um, was definitely like a like smaller time kind of wrestler, but he was a he's a stunt performer and professional wrestler, and his nickname is the Godfather of Grappling. Wow. I don't know what grappling is because I don't know anything about wrestling, but. It just makes me think of people like trying to fight, but they're just holding hands instead. <laughs> right. He is. He's. Oh, he died. Um, He died last year, but he was 89 years old and he has he's worked on over a thousand films and TV shows and he has authored 12 books. Holy so that's holy. pretty crazy. Like what a what a life that he led. Yeah, I mean, the only, like, fun thing specific to the episode that I can find is apparently, like, for the fighting scene in the wrestling arena, they hired, like, hundreds of extras. But then they also had 16 trained stuntmen and then 200 cardboard cutouts of people on top of the hundreds of actors that they hired. And I don't know why. (laughs) But, I mean, like, we listen to similar podcasts, and I feel like some of the the stories of the podcasts that that we listen to, when they get into doppelganger stuff, it's, like, icky and, like, unsettling. Yeah. I think that's, like, the theory behind doppelgangers. Like, they're not supposed to see each other. Right. Like, chaos and, like, weird things and, like, violence ensues. I think if, like, especially, I feel like most of the stories is, like, the doppelganger is, like, almost stalking the person that it's copying. And then if the person that it's copying sees the doppelganger, then, like, something really bad happens. Right. I don't know. It's icky. Like, doppelganger and, like, black-eyed kid stuff. I'm like, ew. I don't... (laughs) Yeah, it like freaks me out way more than I think it's supposed to. (laughs) I kind of I like the idea that there's like a doppelganger out there that just looks like us. I like like I always am like, I wonder what she's doing. I hope she's happy. (laughs) You know, Um, I also am like kind of surprised that they didn't get in trouble for using Fight Club because like at this point we're in two thousand, like. Fight Club has already been written and the movie has already been has yeah. already gone through. So I'm just like I mean, I think they were able to get away with it because Fight Club is like the character the two main characters are one man. Yeah. Like and this is basically the opposite of that in a way. I don't know. It makes sense in my brain and it's not translating at all. Yeah. It's still- um weird one of and maybe the, they didn't like trademark it maybe i don't know it's weird but one of the things that chris carter said too was that this was like a time of intense pressure for him and he was actually working on the pilot script for the x-files spinoff uh the lone gunman yeah. and so it was all happening at the same time and uh, the script definitely reflected how chaotic and insane Chris Carter was at this time. Like he was just totally overworked and stressed and like not focused on one thing or the other, which is also probably why the lone gunman didn't do that good. But yeah, 
you know. I mean, even when we were watching, we're like, this scene, this has all the the telltale signs of being an episode by David Duchovny, and it wasn't. (laughs) I know, but like, even so, like, David is so um, all over the place, but he always ties it. Like, I, I feel like if this was done by David, he would have been able to take the idea of it and make it so much better. Yeah. Even if it's more bonkers, it will at least be better and, like, more thought out. Yeah, right. I wish that, um, I wish that was, like, a, a thing that we could see, like, episodes. I, I mean, it could never happen because it's, like, so timely and cost costly, but, like, episodes if they were directed by different people. So, like, how, like, people were doing those, like, Wes Anderson um, TikToks for a while. But, like, make an X-Files episode and have it be, like, what if David directed this? What if it was Chris Carter? What if it was, you know, whatever. Like, and all of these different styles, like... Because I feel like more so than any other show, like X-Files, you can tell who directed it. Oh, absolutely. And it's so interesting. And I really do think that if David had done this, he would have run with this script and been able to make it a lot better. Somehow. (laughs) Okay. Do you have anything else? Are you ready for next week? Uh, I am ready. Okay. The title's in French, and I took four years of French, and I was a TA, but bear with me, it's been a long time. So, <laughs> season 7, episode 21. Okay, I think it is pronounced Je Suette, which just sounds like sweater, but apparently it means I wish in French. Okay, so two brothers have a less than helpful genie who grants their wishes with disastrous consequences. Mulder comes into possession of the same genie, and he wishes... His wishes garner similar... (laughs) I'm dying. Hold on. I'm redoing that. Two brothers have a less than helpful genie who grants their wishes with disastrous consequences. Mulder comes into possession of the same genie and his wishes garner similar results. There we go. Okay. Um, so that's, that's it. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at UFO Party Pod. You can buy our merch in our link tree, and you can rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And apparent, I think Spotify Unwrapped is coming up soon. So, like, Ooh. if you could share the heck out of our podcast, that would be wonderful. All right. so maybe we could even get back on Patreon and talk about doppelganger stuff. Yeah, that would be a fun deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. I All mean, right. The season's almost over. Maybe we can bring it. Do to a here. couple fun things. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We still don't have a closing, so stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> stay safe. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye.